When I was born again in 1975, God took me through many passages of Scripture, especially in the Old Testament, to show me principles of following God. And one thing he showed me is when I tell a person to do something, he must be very careful to do it completely and in the appropriate way. Many people will do part of what God says, but doing all of what God says is the key. A woman in our little church group told us that she had heard from God the following words. Now is the time to get a dog. She heard that word in October or November. She told us somewhere around January that she'd heard the word. She got the dog finally the following June or July. If God tells you now is the time to do something, I think it's very important to do it immediately. That's something he also taught me is when I tell you to do something, do it then. We have times along our life that God tests us, tries us to see what we will do. These principles are very important. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 that all these things of the Old Testament happened to them as examples for us, as admonitions, warnings for us not to do the wrong things that they did, to look and see what happened to them in the Old Testament because it should warn us and teach us how to obey God. In the passage we're going to look at today, it shows Saul's disobedience to God, and it shows the penalty that God brought upon Saul because of his disobedience. Because of that disobedience, God removed the Holy Spirit from Saul and he removed the kingdom from him and gave the kingdom to David. And it was all because Saul would not follow directions when he heard them from God. The children of Israel wanted a king to rule over them. They had seen the other nations have a king, and they wanted a king. Up to that point, God had used his prophets as judges over the children of Israel, but they no longer wanted judges from God. They wanted a king so they would look like the other people. God gave them a king, but he warned them what the king would do. And sure enough, that did happen, and they became disgruntled along the way. But Saul was appointed king by God and anointed by Samuel. Saul was given the word of God and the Holy Spirit of God. That's in 1 Samuel 10, verse 10. But Saul did not fully 
obey God. And Saul did not do what God said to do. And Saul became very twisted by devils in his thinking. For devils twist the word of God and try to justify disobedience to God. Saul does foolishly, says the prophet Samuel. Saul did not keep the commandment of the Lord. He only did part of that which God told him to do. I see people in churches all the time doing some scriptures and omitting other scriptures. This is not a good thing, and you should be warned by this example in the Old Testament if that's what you're doing. We do all the scriptures in the New Testament Bible because the New Testament Bible is the doctrine of Christ. So the example from the Old Testament, 1 Samuel 13, And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he commanded thee. For now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. I've always been afraid not to do what God said. God knows what is best. God knows what he's trying to accomplish. God knows the future. For us to willfully change what he tells us and not do all of it, to me, is a very terrifying thing. I don't think things will go well for me if I fail to do all of what God tells me. So I've been greatly warned by the Old Testament scriptures. Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You have to be afraid of God in the sense that if you don't do what God says, bad things can happen. You must Learn to fully follow God, as did Caleb. King Saul disobeys God again, and the end comes for Saul. 1 Samuel 15 Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore hearken thou, unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, 
but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. Verse 4. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them 200,000 footmen and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to a city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said to the Canaanites, Go, depart, get you down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For ye showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Amalekites. And Saul smote the Amalekites. And he took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive. That's exactly opposite from what God told Saul to do. And he took Agag, the king of the Amalekites, alive, and he utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. That's what God told him to do. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep. That is not what God told Saul to do when he sent him out. But he spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatlings and the lambs and all that was good and would not utterly destroy them. But everything that was vile and refuse, that they destroyed utterly. So they did not obey the word of God. God has perfect judgment. We do not. To Go against what God said and do what we think is best in place of what God says would be very foolish and destructive and would bring destruction upon ourselves. So this is an important example for each of us. Verse 10, Then came the word of the Lord, unto Samuel, saying, It repenteth me that I have set up Saul to be king, for he is turned back from following me and hath not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. Verse 12. And when Samuel rose early to meet Saul in the morning, it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set him up a place, and is gone about, and passed on, and gone down to Gilgal. Verse 13, And Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said to him, Blessed be Thou of the Lord, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. Now God just told the prophet Samuel he was sorry he had made Saul king because he had not performed the commandments of the Lord. But Saul says to Samuel, I have performed the commandments of the Lord. There are a lot of times that I think people say, well, I did what God told me when they didn't do what God 
told them to do. They did part of it, perhaps, but not all of it. And there is a penalty if we fail to do all of the word that God gives us. Verse 14, Samuel said, What meaneth then this bleeding of the sheep in mine ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? God told Saul to kill all of the livestock, but Saul did not obey what God said to do. Next, Saul is going to blame the people for his disobedience. Verse 15, Saul says, They, the people, have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and of the oxen to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God, and the rest we have utterly destroyed. But that's not what God told them to do. So the prophet Samuel says to Saul, to obey is better than sacrifice. It would have been better for you to have obeyed what God said to do than to brought back the best of the livestock thinking you would sacrifice it to God. That is not what God told you to do. When we hear a word from God, it's a very good idea to write it down, keep it before us day and night, so that we will do all of that word that we have heard from God. Saul is twisted and deceived and thinks he can deceive the prophet of God, Samuel. And Saul says in verse 20, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. People do that all the time today. They'll say, but I didn't do what you said. I didn't do that. I have obeyed God. They get very twisted because devils bring to their mind things which coincide with their own desire. And they choose to go in the way of their own fleshly desire and disobey the word of God. And Saul said unto Samuel, Yea, I have obeyed the voice of the Lord, and have gone the way which the Lord sent me. And I have brought Agag the king of Amalekite, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. God did not tell him to bring Agag the king of the Amalekites back to the people of God. He told them to destroy all of the people, including Agag. Verse 21. Saul says, But the people took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. The people took them to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. Verse 22, And Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. 
Now Saul's going to change his story. Verse 24. And Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's all that matters. You must not do something against the word of God because you fear the people. As a new Christian, I owned a business in Dallas, and a woman charged me in doing wrong, and she took me to court. And I heard what I believed to be a word from God, and it was, don't testify. I called my lawyer and told him I would not be testifying. He said, that's all right, Joan. He said, we'll win the case. Flo, who worked for me and saw the situation that I was being taken to court over, she witnessed it. She'll testify. We'll win the case with Flo's testimony. When Flo heard I wasn't going to testify, she became very angry with me. And she said, now that you're not testifying, all the burden is upon me. And I said to Flo, but what can I do? I believe God has told me don't testify. I can't testify. The man I was dating at the time said, Joan, you aren't doing this girl any favor by not testifying. And I said, well, I'm not trying to do her any favor. I'm trying to do what I believe God has told me to do, and that is don't testify. See, you can't let the fear of humans cause you to back down from the word of God. That is very critical. It is the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. We must fear God knowing that he knows what is best for us and we must do what he says, regardless of what the people around us say. In December 2018, I fell at my house in Texas as the ambulance workers were rolling me past the front door. I heard a word from God. You'll never see this house again. Shortly after that, I put the house on the market, the real estate market, to sell the house. One of our church members said, I don't see how you can do this. And I said to her, but I've heard from God I will never see this house again. It is the fear of the Lord that is the beginning of wisdom. When you believe you have heard from God, regardless of what anyone around you says, you go forward in that word. So Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and thy words, because I feared the people and obeyed their voice. Now, therefore, I pray thee, pardon my sin, and turn again with me, that I may worship the Lord. And Samuel said unto Saul, I will not return with thee, for thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, and the Lord hath rejected thee from being king over Israel. And Samuel turned about to go away. He let, laid hold on the skirt of Saul's mantle and rent it as a sign that it was over. 
If you choose to change the written word of God, the New Testament scriptures, if you choose to change them and do only part of them, you are placing yourself in a serious position. I encourage you to repent immediately if you are doing that and follow the whole word of God as set forth in the New Testament Bible. You can take this scripture in 1 Samuel 15 and study it until you develop a proper fear of God, which will give you the power to do all of the word of God and save your soul. Verse 28, And Samuel said to Saul, The Lord hath rent the kingdom of Israel from thee this day, and hath given it to a neighbor of thine that is better than thou. And for the rest of his life on the earth, Saul will fight against David, who has been made king in place of Saul. God also removed the Holy Spirit from Saul and gave the Holy Spirit to David. And God even brought an evil spirit, it says, from the Lord upon Saul. Verse 32, Then said Samuel, Bring ye hither to me Agag, the king of the Amalekites. And Agag came unto him delicately. And Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. He thought now he was going to be permitted to live. Verse 33, And Samuel said, as the sword hath made women childless, so shall thy mother be childless among women. And Samuel hewed Agag in pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. The prophet Samuel ended up doing the work that Saul was supposed to do in the matter at hand. Then Samuel went to Ramah, and Saul went up to his house to Gilead. And Samuel came no more to see Saul till the day of his death. Nevertheless, Samuel mourned for Saul, and the Lord repented that he had made Saul king over Israel. Think about this. It is an example for our salvation. Obedience to the Word of God. Obedience to the written Word of God in the New Testament Bible and obedience to that Word which God brings to us by His Spirit. These are examples for us today in the New Testament church that we would not sin as they sinned in these examples. Every time you read the Old Testament Bible, it is a warning to you. Don't do the sins of the people in the Old Testament Bible, but construct your way in the way of the ones who followed God, like Moses, Caleb, Joshua. They followed God, but the people often murmured against God and sinned against God. 
and some of them didn't even get to go into the promised land because they did not have faith in God and did not put their faith in God. We see that in Numbers 13 when they went in to search out the land and brought back an evil report about the land. Look at Numbers 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran, all those men who were heads of the children of Israel. Verse 17. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan, and said unto them, Get you up this way southward, and go up into the mountain, and see the land, what it is. And the people that dwell therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that they dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether there be wood therein or not. And be ye of good courage. And bring of the fruit of the land. Be of good courage. Why? Hasn't God told you this is the land he gives you? Yes, be of good courage. In our lifetime, be of good courage. Didn't God tell you to do this assignment that you're doing? Didn't God tell me to do podcasts? Didn't God tell me to write blogs? When I become discouraged, I have to remember that. I have to remember the dreams God has given me to get me to do these things. And I have to continue in the work as long as I am left on the earth and am able, which I constantly pray to God that I will be able to record exhortations for the church as long as I live on the earth. So they went up and searched the land, and they returned from searching the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran, to Kadesh, and brought back word unto them, and unto all the congregation, and showed them the fruit of the land. Now this is the land that God has promised to give them. And they told Moses and said, We came unto the land whither thou sent us, and surely it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, The people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. These were giant-sized people. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea, 
and by the coast of Jordan. Verse 30, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome. This is another principle that we really need to heed. When we hear a word from God, act on it as soon as you're sure it's a word from God and as soon as you believe it's a word from God and do it with all your heart and do it fully. Let us go up at once, says Caleb. Let's don't leave any opportunity for the devil to persuade anyone not to go up. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Why? Because God is with them. God has given it to them. Verse 31, But the men that went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel saying, The land through which we have gone to search is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. But they're sent by God. They're the people of God. It's not that they're going to do it themselves. They're going to do it through God and what he tells us, and they will overcome through God. Now look at the penalty that God placed on these men who did not trust in him. Numbers chapter 14 And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, Would God that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would God we had died in this wilderness? And wherefore hath the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword? that our wives and our children should be a prey. Were it not better for us to return unto Egypt? Remember that word that they said, our wives and our children will be a prey, because God is going to turn that against them. And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephuni, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel ye not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us, 
their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. If God is with you, who can be against you? says Paul. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it err that they believe me? For all the signs which I have showed among them. Look at all the things God has done for you in your life. How can you doubt him? And God put a penalty upon these men that brought back the evil report. I will smite them with the pestilence and disinherit them and will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. Then Moses said unto the Lord, Then the Egyptians shall hear it. For thou brought this people up in thy might from among them, and they will tell it to the inhabitants of this land. For they have heard that thou, Lord, art among this people, that thou, Lord, art seen face to face, and that thy cloud standeth over them, and that thou goest before them by day in a pillar of a cloud and a pillar of fire by night. Now if thou shalt kill all this people as one man, then the nations that have heard the fame of thee will speak, saying, Because the Lord was not able to bring this people unto the land which he sware unto them. Therefore he hath slain them in the wilderness. So God put another form of penalty on these men. The Lord said to Moses, I have pardoned according to thy word, but truly as I live, all the earth shall be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it. They're not going to enter the promised land. God is going to kill them in the wilderness. He will extend their time wandering through the wilderness until every one of these men die who went in to search out the land and brought in an evil report. Verse 24, God says, But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land whereunto he went and his seed shall possess it. So the Lord made them wander in the wilderness for an additional 40 years, one year for every day that they searched out the promised land. And he killed off all the men who had brought the evil report, and they died in the wilderness without seeing the promised land. But Joshua and Caleb saw the promised land and inherited the promises of God. Can't you relate that to today? How can you be blessed if you turn from having faith in God in overcoming the problems of this world? 
that's where we overcome is by turning to God and saying, help me, and then doing what God shows us to do. And he never fails. And we overcome. And Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verse 5, He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Don't you see that your name could be blotted out of the book of life if you fail to overcome through God, if you fail to have faith in God helping you? This is what Jesus said in verse 5 of Revelation 3 to the church. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Take these scriptures. Learn from them. Let the Old Testament scriptures warn you so that you don't sin the way they did. And continue in all the word that God gives you that you may inherit the promises of God, both for this life and the next life. He that overcometh through God, through turning to God and doing what God says, Jesus says he will not blot your name out of the book of life. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.